we are here to do work as human beings and to constantly evolve and grow. And just like the yin yang, right? The light and the dark, the balance. Like sometimes we're going to be more in the dark and then we're going to go into the light. But when we understand it all, we can show up in our true powers. And when you honor both of them and do both of them, then you come into that full embodiment and you get to show up in a more aligned state all of the time. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur Podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you? You. Good. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Um, I know you and love you, but for everybody who's going to listen to the podcast, you want to start us out by introducing yourself a little bit about you, all the things that you do, all the good stuff. (laughs) I feel like when people ask me what I do, I'm like, how much time do you have? Um, (laughs) So many different things, but um, yeah. My, I've worked for myself for 20 years. My background is in graphic design and marketing, and I used to own nightclubs and restaurants. And then I became a mom and my world really didn't make sense to me. Like things didn't feel right. And I decided to go on a sobriety journey, which is a huge piece of the work I do with clients now. Um, I've been sober for five and a half years and I'm proud of it. Um, a piece of owning the restaurants and nightclubs, I was a DJ. So I toured around the country, um, DJing locally and in different areas, different weekends, um, different areas, different weekends. That sounded weird. My brain is going fast. Basically I traveled, (laughs) DJed. Um, so choosing sobriety was a huge piece because my big piece of my story was I was the party girl. Like that was how I made a living. Um, Then I went through a very tumultuous divorce that set me more on my healing journey. I decided to start my website, Crystalline Tribe, to teach people about different modalities of healing. Um, At the time, I didn't know I was going to work with people personally. That was in 2018. I also that year met the love of my life. And in 2019, he went on a cancer journey. And it was a stage four cancer journey, which he's totally okay now and cancer free, but it was very intense. And I dove into all the healing modalities. I had already had my Reiki one and two in my twenties because I grew up with it, but I I got my Reiki master. I did my 100 hour meditation teacher training. I got my 100 hour reflexology certification, and it really was a way for me to heal in all of the chaos and I loved learning all of these modalities. And then in 2020, I started working with clients. And also in 2020, during the shutdown, when all of a sudden I've been a caretaker for over a year and I'm the sole provider and I have two kids at home that I have to homeschool, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I had learned about human design the year before I had had my chart done, but somebody brought it up. Um, right around the time where I, I fell apart. That was when I fell apart. Like I had my, I was like, I can't do anymore. Like this is too much. I can't make it all work. Um, and I dove into my kids charts and it saved the day 
it just knowing what they needed for energy and what, how they learned and how I could approach homeschooling while also my own work balance. I started taking human design class after human design class after human design class. And I'm still taking classes because there's so much to this modality and so many layers, but basically now what I offer my clients is I do offer them the option. Like some people just come see me for Reiki. I, I do a Reiki and trapped emotion release kind of merged session. Not kind of, it is. Um, and then I do human design coaching. And then I have clients that come to see me for a mix of everything. But I love taking the little snippets of all of the different modalities that I've learned and putting them together. But human design to me is that's what I want to share more with the world. It's just this beautiful blueprint of how your energy shows up in your body. It's, I notice with my clients, when we work one-on-one with the human design coaching, it changes their patterns. It just, it creates a giant shift instead of going against their energy, because I feel like we're conditioned and programmed to believe we should show up a certain way. And I hate the word should for that reason, but our world, we're bombarded with these images, we're bombarded with these ideas, we're bombarded with our parents' programming or family dynamics, school systems of how we should be able to work and what we should be able to accomplish. And human design gives us a piece of who we are. So it gives people the freedom to be who they are and they can flow with their energy instead of against it. Because all of these systems just teach us to constantly go against our energy. Change this about yourself. Change your ADHD. Change your low of your depression. Change the way your body works and human design helps us align with it and say, no, this is my superpower and I'm going to use it as a tool. So then I can accomplish what I'm trying to achieve. I love that so much. And I think it's so important because like you said, we're conditioned by so many different outside forces into what we should be doing. Even, you know, podcasts like this, it's like, oh, well, that sounds like something great that I should implement into my life right now but then we like start doing it and realize that it like doesn't work with us Mm -hmm. and then we like shame ourselves for not being able to do it in that way you know what I mean and I think that it it breaks that shame down yeah because there's so many cookie cutter approaches and there always was right like our traditional school system going to college knowing what you want to be when you grow up at 13 give me a break like can we just get rid of that (laughs) I got so upset when like the counselor asked my son that, and I said, he doesn't need to answer that right now. And she goes, oh, but it can give us some direction. I go, no, he can just, what excites you right now? What are you interested in? Like ask that question, not what he wants to be when you grow up. Like that doesn't make sense. Most adults now change careers. Like I think four times or something like that. Like we don't look at the list of of things I just told you I have done or do it's like, and that's really who I'm meant to be. I'm meant to follow what I want to do in the moment and allow that to change and grow. If I tried to stay that 20 year old that owned the nightclub and was the DJ, I still DJ. I love DJing, but different realm. Um, I would be so sick right now. I don't, even I honestly had gotten so depressed that I don't know if I would be here for my kids. I would, I would be an alcoholic mess. I can guarantee that. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't in alignment with you at that point in time anymore. 
No. As soon as I became a mom, I was like, wait, hold on. What? No, I don't want to do 20 shots of tequila. There was actually a picture posted in the paper, the park record just two weeks ago. And it was an old picture from when I owned my nightclub in park city. Cause I was, there was a big music weekend, um, that I was a part of mm-hmm. as a DJ. And so they must've searched my name in previous, um, write-ups because it was a picture that had been in the paper before. And there was like probably 20 empty shot glasses next to me. They weren't all mine. I would have killed myself if I had drank that many, <laughs> but the amount of tequila I could drink. And I was so just like, it was that gross, like, oh, like, I wish that wasn't the picture of me in the paper, but also like, oh my God, thank God I stepped into my power to be willing to grow into who I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's so hard for us sometimes though, like, especially when you get to like a certain level of quote unquote success, you know, you were doing well, you had your nightclubs, you were, you know, what everybody thought was success. Right. But inside you were like dying and we're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so depressed. Like you know, I am struggling with my alcoholism, like all of this other stuff going on underneath the surface. How did you kind of like break away from, you know, that quote unquote success in order to drive your life in this new direction that brought you a different kind of success? I don't really know, to be honest. It was a really, really hard time for me because it was so tumultuous and I knew I was going to lose everything. I knew I was walking away from my business, my house. The life just was not healthy. Like I honestly knew deep down in my soul, it was my daughter after my daughter was born, that if I didn't make a change, I would not be healthy for her. And I wanted to have, I wanted her to have a different life and a different example. And I don't think it hit me as hard with my son because, you know, I don't know, you're, you're looking like, yes, I wanted to be an amazing mom to him, but I was still so confused by it all. But then all of a sudden it's like, wait, do I want this little girl to have all of this anxiety I have? Do I want her to be limiting, limiting herself and not showing up in the way she deserves? Like, how am I going to teach her to be a powerful, strong woman, but me be hiding behind all of these fears and insecurities and just being unhappy. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know how I did it. I just knew at the root, like if I stayed, I wouldn't, I would have been a shell of myself. I, feel I already like was a child myself. So many of us moms like stories though. It's crazy how your life can get totally flipped on its head when you have kids and not just like from actually physically having children, but also like the mental changes that come with it. You know, you have to think about everything in such a totally different light. Well, and you said before you kind of had made all of those changes, you had already started doing like some of your Reiki training. Is that right? So I have an aunt in Maine who started doing Reiki and reflexology when I was in high school. So I had done lots of Reiki with her and I did my Reiki one and two attunements with her, which um, were for me. want to explain what Reiki is for people who don't know what it is. Yeah. Reiki is a Japanese healing modality and it works with your chakra system. And basically it's a way to, um, 
tap into the life force energy of the world that we all have within us. And so I act as a conduit for that energy and I can help my clients find relaxation and just understand their bodies on a deeper level. Cause that's another thing we just get so disconnected from. I love the work you do for that reason, because we need more people standing in the power of their bodies and staying connected to their bodies, not disassociating from their bodies. So it is a way for us to tap into the energy of our body and see where maybe we've given away our personal power and we're having tons of stomach issues or our root chakra, like our foundation just isn't where it needs to be. So we're not standing strong. So Reiki taps us into that energy within us. Yeah. And I, then I love Reiki. Do you want to explain what the chakras are too, for those who don't know and what each of them are? Yeah. So we have our crown and the human design system uses a chakra system too, as well. So it explains how the energy shows up in each area of our body. And so the, I'll talk about the traditional chakra system, even though human design uses a little bit different terminology, but you have your crown, which is your connection to source. I tell my clients that can be the sun, right? It's like whatever we believe that is outside of us that fuels us on a deeper level. I believe in power of some sort and guides. Yeah. I believe in angels and guides. Some people talk to God. It's whatever that source or that higher power is to you. And if you don't know what it is, then everybody feels that energy of the sun, right? There's a great place to start. You know what it feels like when you're standing under the sun and it's just nourishing you. And that is a version of a higher power that we don't fully understand or know. I mean, we do, but we don't, right? We can't touch it. It's not tangible. Um, And then your third eye, which is your intuition. And I also worked with a medium in my twenties to understand my intuition and all of the messages and things I was getting. So that was part of my spiritual practice before I fully stepped into working with people. Um, but that we all have intuition. We all have access to this tribal instinct. Again, it just gets turned off at a young age because parents say, no, you don't feel that. No, you don't see that. No, that's not happening. You can't know that. So we condition ourselves to believe that we're not getting the messages we're getting. Then we have our throat, which is to speak our truth. As I drink a glass of water while I'm talking about throat, that's kind of funny because that can be very cleansing, (laughs) Um, but it's to be able to communicate, right? It's our communication center. And this is our manifestation center. It's so important. Our words, this is something I work with people all the time. It's so important for people to change their words out loud and their inner dialogue because we are constantly thinking and speaking what we are manifesting in our life. So our throat is our manifestation center. So just being conscious of those words you're saying to yourself, but not with shame and guilt or judgment, just awareness. So I'm constantly like, I'll say something. I'll be like, wait, I'm going to change my words around that. And I switch it to more of the positive spin or the direction I'm trying to head rather than the negative connotation with it. Mm-hmm. Then we have our heart. Um, we all, I mean, heart vibration, they've tested it scientifically. It is the highest vibration in the world, which is why we can feel love. We can heal with love. It's our space to be able to give love and receive love. So many of us give it and put it out and constantly are pushing it away, but we're not receiving it. 
So it's very important for us to do that full circle of giving and receiving and it's love of self. It's another one where a lot of people just have a really hard time because our world of comparison or feeling not enough or trauma, limited beliefs, you know, we, we have so many things coming at us so fast all of the time now. And social media has just added this other layer of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why our youth are struggling with even more mental health issues. than when I was brought up, um, and it's, it's really important for us to feed our heart chakra and understand how it works and be, and use it in our full capacity and not be scared to use it. That's one that's, of the things I've been having to work on is I'm really good at giving love, not great at receiving it. So, <laughs> so I had a, a therapist I was working with Amy Hadfield. I adore her. I, she owns heart and house where I work, um, but I've personally worked with her and I am a giver. I've, I want I mean, I love healing people. I love helping people. I'm not healing people. I'm helping people heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been the caretaker of my family. Some of it out of conditioning, some of it out of, I just really want to help if I have the capacity to help. And she told, she thought made me think about it in this way. And I use it all the time, but you're giving and you're giving and you're giving. And if there's that person in your life that you really care about and they're trying to give back you're cutting off their abundance and it makes you feel good to give, but then you're not allowing them to give, to feel good. And I was like, that is such a beautiful visual of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I never thought about the fact that when I'm not taking or allowing, I'm not allowing them to feel the way I feel when I give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Which, you know, you brought that up, I think at the retreat that we were at and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true though. Like you're taking that opportunity away from somebody else. And when it's especially something that brings you so much joy to do, like, why wouldn't you allow that opportunity to others? So I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I think about that. I think about that all the time. I'm like, you know, and it's, we have to continue the circle of abundance for everybody to be healthy and it makes us healthier when we do. Mm-hmm. So then we have our solar plexus, which is like right above your belly button on your abdomen. And that's your personal power. That's your inner fire. That's the light within you. Um, so a lot of people have stomach issues when they're giving away their power. We live in a world of giving away our power. Um, then we have the sacral, which is the lower abdomen, which is, you know, our sexuality, our sex organs, but also our ability to be able to express our emotions. So we can have a lot of issues there when people don't know how to express themselves in a healthy way. And also the shame that just comes around sexuality for whatever reason in our Western world. And it doesn't need to be that way. That's programming, that's church, that's religion. That's all of these things. Like we're here to be human beings. We're animals. We're meant to be sexual. And we have like, we go through puberty at a really young age. Can we just start teaching kids that's normal instead of shaming them? Agreed. <laughs> so much agreed. We've had we've had podcasts on you know sexuality and you know that it's totally good and normal and healthy to have sexual urges and you know want to experiment when it comes to sex and all of the things. So yes, agreed. <laughs> yes, let's change the conversation. Jen. 
that's so important. Mm -hmm. And that's anything is a spectrum, right? Like anything can be on the shadow side or the superpower. And if we teach about sexuality, then we get to teach, look, this is the negative addictive, like pieces of it that yeah, might feel really good in the moment, but not great, not healthy. And this is the power side of it. But if we just shame and guilt at all, then we don't even have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so many adults grow up with shame and guilt about just being a human being, like, yeah, have sex. It's good. It's good for you. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because that shame cycle doesn't stop like within yourself just because like you get married and do all oh, the right God. things too. I've, I've heard of, you know, myself, but so many others too. It's like, you've been stuck in that shame cycle and then um, you get married and you're expected now to do all of that stuff. And you still have so much shame around it. <laughs> it you're doing it you haven't learned how to be sexual out of pleasure because you have been told that being sexual out of pleasure is negative so then you don't just suddenly, it's just like anything else when you're deconditioning or reprogramming yourself, you don't suddenly, yes, it feels good, but you're still having all of those negative connotations that were taught to you that this is bad. Mm-hmm. And so it creates this hot mess. <laughs> Which is part of the reason why I think that learning about yourself in all of these ways is so helpful because then you can remove those shames and stigmas around all of these different areas of your life, you know, sex or otherwise. Absolutely. And a lot of times you'll show up more on the healthy side of the spectrum when you are understanding that the things you're feeling in your body are completely natural. Yeah, very much so. And then we have the root and the root is at the base of our spine. And that's our foundation. That's like, you know, your tree trunk, your stability, your, your strength. It's, it's sometimes people, when they're going through trauma, they feel very shaky and it's because their root has been knocked out. Right. So it's their grounding. Mm -hmm. I love that term grounding. One of the awesome things that you talked about was like, um, your heart being the highest vibration. One, one of the things that we did, um, because for those of you who don't know, we met at uh, WU Women's Retreat, which we've had several other ladies from that retreat on here, and um, Melinda, who hosted it, has gone on here, but one of the awesome things that we did was um, a sound bath, which I love because all of the different vibrations and how they just touch those different parts of your body. And it, like you guys did Reiki along with the sound bath and the combination of those two, it was like, oh my gosh, I came out like a whole different person. It's amazing how it works. Yeah. I love doing Reiki and sound baths together. Um, I've been doing that for a long time in Salt Lake, um, with different practitioners and sound healing came into my life, I guess a little over a year ago and being a DJ and a club DJ didn't necessarily know if I'd be into it, but I just, I personally, a true like sound bath includes like gongs and drums and all of these other, um, percussion elements. I love just the gentle sound bowl sound bath. It's just very deep relaxing to me. It can be so healing. It heals your cells at a cellular level. And each bowl is tuned to the different chakras in the healing energy of the chakra. So it does, it brings you into your body and it just, it, it feels really relaxing and really gentle and amazing. I think. (laughs) 
it's so funny like you do the DJing and the <laughs> sound baths and like all of these different ways of using like music to heal or like you know not necessarily heal always with DJing but like em- evoke some emotion you know what I mean there's an element of healing though right like I get some of the music I play is the words are not healing but like <laughs> It brings you into your body, right? It's you're feeling it in your body. And so if you're enjoying the music in a healthy space, then it's healing. It's healthy. Dancing is healthy. Coming into your body is healthy. Having those, you know, endorphins be released because you love the music is healthy. So yeah, no, it's not like the most spiritual music like the highest vibration of music but it feels high vibe to me so as long as that's what's happening I think it's healthy (laughs) fair enough I love that so you also talked about how you use kind of the chakras but a different system of them for for the human design element so do you want to tell us a little bit more about human design and how there's all the different layers of it. Cause even when we went into it, like there's so much there to learn. Like <laughs> it, it's a little overwhelming when you first look at it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different areas to the chart and it's really like a step-by-step process learning um, the different aura types. And then you can, from there, dive into all of the different elements and apply them it really is a great experience to do one-on-one with somebody, although I do do monthly classes as well, but when you can fully embody it and experience it and work through all of the different things that come up, it is so powerful and changes the way you show up in the world. But human design still uses a chakra system, but the difference is they use a couple different terms and our heart is two areas in human design. So on the chart, there's two spaces for the heart and then our solar plexus is two spaces in human design. So it's a nine centered chart rather than just a seven centered chart. But human design is a mix of the Chinese I Ching ancient astrology system, our traditional Western astrology system, the Kabbalah system, the chakra system, and then this neutrino system, which is a newer element to them. And Ra, who downloaded this in the 80s, saw all of these systems coming together in one. And so it is so detailed. It's really dead on. I haven't had an experience with a client that is like, this is absolutely not right because it's energy that's in your body. So when I'm talking to you, you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Wait, somebody's different. That's kind of what happens. Mm -hmm. And then especially in family dynamics, it's like, oh, that's why this works better for my child, or that's why this works better for my husband. And then you get to step in the full power of letting each person be who they are. Yeah. I should hold up your chart. I can't remember what you were. Um, what are the ones again? What are all of them? Uh, manifesting generator, generator. I was a manifesting generator. generator. Manifesting generator. Yeah. Most people there, which 70% of the population is MGs and generators. So it was cool to see in the room. It was like the spot on almost. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Like breakdown of percentages of each aura type that was there (laughs) yeah which is so funny so um I love that you brought up like how it helps you kind of 
see other people as well as yourself too. You brought that up a little bit earlier when you were talking about like feeling overwhelmed with everything that you were having to do. And like your husband was going through chemo and cancer and all of that. And you were, you know, taking care of your kids and everything. You said that this was like a major help during that time. How did you use it? And like, what did that look like for you? So basically it was like, oh my gosh, I, now I have to try to work from home. I've lost half of my income because DJing is gone. I barely worked the year before. My fiance did not work at all the year before because he was fighting stage four cancer. He had only gone back to work three weeks when the shutdown happened. So he couldn't get any financial help during cancer because he was self-employed and there was no unemployment, self-employment then. Then when shutdown happened, he couldn't get any unemployment because he hadn't worked the year before. So we it just was like the perfect storm of falling through the cracks. So I'm like, I have to somehow work extra because I have to make up for my DJ income that I just lost. I have to somehow homeschool kids. I'm still a caretaker because he had just had another stomach surgery and was still healing. Um, and then everybody's emotions around COVID, right? And I was in panic because they told us, don't have him go to a grocery store. Don't go, don't go to any places. My kids are going back and forth between my ex and I's house and my ex didn't want to listen to me. So literally my whole system was just like, it was the freak out point for me. <laughs> um, but so I was like, how am I going to homeschool these kids? Like, I can't do it. I'm not that type of person anyway. I'm very free flowy. So trying to get them to stick to a system and me also doing my stuff. I was like, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to make sure they're getting what they need every day? Right? Like what, what do they need for energy? Like now they can't play with friends. They don't have their activities. And so when I looked at their charts, my son is just like me. So his energy level is very much, he needs downtime. So yeah, do we want our kids sitting in front of video games? No, but he needs that time in his room by himself in his own energy to recoup. So he, I know that, right? So I can let go of the guilt of I should have him doing something or being outside all the time because actually that's not best for him. My daughter has so much energy and she needs, she's an MG like you. She needs to be big. She needs to not feel like she's too much. She needs to be able to jump on furniture and jump on couches and get all of her energy out when she needs to. Okay. Parents, I get like, they don't have to do that, but <laughs> like in my world, it's okay. <laughs> um, and MGs need to be creative and they need to be allowed to start things and not finish them. So I had to break my conditioning around she's starting another project and she didn't finish that one and just let her jump from thing to thing to thing to thing and be messy with it, which is hard because mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, you are, you have a half a painting. Oh, wait, you just did. And, but that's how she shows up healthy and that's where her freedom comes from. So it allowed me to do that. And then another big one is how they both communicate my son, I can ask him questions like, how are you feeling about this? What's going on with this? And he can have a conversation back. My daughter does best with yes or no questions. So if she's feeling overwhelmed, I ask her yes or no questions. So then I can figure out what she needs. Because mm -hmm. if I ask her, like, just explain to me what you need, she's going to shut down and be even more overwhelmed because she can't. 
So having some of these like tools in your back pocket just allows everybody's energy to not be so tense. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So you talked about her also, your daughter also being a manifesting generator like me. So what are some of the specific things? I know there's like literally so many layers to this, but some of the general top things that you can get out of the human design to really help you tune into yourself and to other people too, like the categories of manifesting generator and knowing your aura type knows, you know, how your energy shows up and how your energy affects those around you. So like a lot of times MGs get labeled as too much when they're young. So they start to like dim their light and hide themselves, which isn't, doesn't feel good and isn't good. Um, Knowing your strategy, which is the best way for you to show up in creating what you want and making decisions about your life. Your authority is your inner compass on knowing which direction to take. So when you know your strategy and your authority, then you can, a lot of people need to respond to things. Some people, I don't need to wait. I can just kind of go out and do what I want, but I still have a direction that lets me know, Hey, this is the right way. No, that's the wrong way. Um, and then my big one is like communication, right? Knowing how we're meant to communicate and one of the best ways for me to communicate in my chart is through my own experience. So I always let people know when I'm working with them, I share from experience and I share my stories. So that way maybe you can get something out of it because the conditioning that comes along with that is that you're talking about yourself. And realistically, our energy is in our body. When somebody shares something and we want to share something about ourselves, it's so that we can connect with them on a deeper level, not because we're trying to talk about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And society just tells us, don't talk about yourself. That's rude. Don't do it. It's rude. You just shouldn't do it. Well, there's a way to energetically align with that energy. So then people feel it on a deep level. Mm -hmm. And I love being able to make those like really true, deep connections with people. And you do do it by, you know, being vulnerable and sharing those, you know, parts of you and making those connections. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that I love the most about like the women's retreats that we went to is like, you're all there to share and learn from each other. And you make these really deep lasting connections because of it. But I feel like in today's society, it's so, you know, skin deep is only as far as we go when we were talking to people. And it's because we've been like told it's rude to talk about ourselves. And I hate it so much. (laughs) No, in it's surface level, but then also if you share too much, why are you airing your dirty laundry? Everybody has their own programming and conditioning around it. And we're really, we're all here as human beings. We're all here to learn lessons. And I truly believe that if we're sharing from this empowered, like, Hey, this is what I went through. If you're going through it, it helps people who are going through it go, Oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And then they have an example of somebody who is is building their life and gotten through the shit, right? Like when we're in it, we don't know that there's a way out necessarily. Like when you asked me today, 
how I got out of what I was in, I honestly don't know (laughs) because I was such a bad chapter of my life and felt so awful. (laughs) I was surviving, but, and somehow I got to the other side. So when people are in that, like that pit, it's a, they get a beacon of somebody who made it to the other side. And so sharing our stories and that connection is so important. And we're here to connect. We're not here to be separate. They always say it takes a tribe, right? And it does. We need our support systems. We need to connect. We need to be able to share so that we can move the energy from our body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. So what are the categories when it comes to like manifesting generators, generators, et cetera? And what, what do each of them look like? So there's five different aura types. Reflectors make up 1% of the population and their chart is completely open. They have no defined centers. So I work with three reflectors and they all feel very different because they really their environment and who they're around really dictates kind of what is going on in their body. So you don't meet too many reflectors. They act kind of like a mirror to their environment around them. Yes, absolutely. Manifestors make up 9% of the population. I'm a manifester. Our aura feels big to people. Um, Human design books say it's repelling. I don't like to say it's repelling. I think I, I do notice I push people back. Um, but what I've really realized is people either love me or hate me. They're, I walk in and they're kind of like, Oh, I don't know about that person or they're magnetized towards me. And for me, just knowing that I used to wonder like, why does that person not like me? They don't even know me. Or I'd kind of like wonder why certain people didn't want to talk to me or kind of stayed away from me. And now I just realize it's my aura. Like it's my energy. I just feel like a lot to them. (laughs) Um, And you can even notice that sometimes at retreats, like you can notice how some people like will completely come to me. And then some people like, won't even really talk to me at all. (laughs) Yeah. That is so true. Now that I think back. like there's it's I watch it all the time and that's just kind of what my aura does so um then 22 percent of the population is made up of projectors and projectors are really here to lead and guide us they have this like bird's eye view of what is going on but their energy feels very different to us and the reason for that is their their aura type samples our aura when they come in contact with us so they're the person that kind of makes us kind of jump a little bit but we don't know why And they see and feel things very, very deeply. So sometimes the way our world is built and the way our conditioning and programming has been, they have a harder time articulating what they need so they can sometimes be quieter. Projectors have their aura interacts very differently. So I end up working with a lot of projectors because our programming and our world's conditioning has just not been aligned with them. It is coming into alignment with them. Um, and we're breaking patterns and things like that, but they, their aura definitely feels a little bit different. Usually, you know, when you have a projector in your life, especially when you learn about human design, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, then the rest of the population, 70% of the population is split between MGs and generators. Generators just have a magnetism about them. When they're healthy, they you want to be around them. They uplift the energy of the, war, the room. Like I need healthy generators in my life because I need to feel their life force energy. They, they're just, they're the worker bees. Like they're the ones not like worker bees, like do something you hate, but they're the ones that just keep the energy going and can sustain the energy of the room and the business and all of the things around them. MGs or manifesting generators are a mix of manifester and generator. I call them the superhumans. There's no book that says that, but MGs just your energy feels like the biggest to me. You have this magnetism about you and you also have this force that is that manifestor capability. And you're here to do lots of things all at once. You're here to like have multiple different jobs. Like it looks crazy to people around you, but that's when you're in flow and that's when you show up the best. And again, just like a generator, if you're healthy and taking care of yourself, you just have this magnetism that's located in your belly that lights up a room and gets people on board and your energy can feel really big to some of us. Um, and it can like zap me at times. I taught that to my daughter. She'll be like, mommy, did I just zap you? And I'm like, yep, but I'll recalibrate in a minute. <laughs> Cause I don't ever want her to think she's too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but so it, it it's ooh, little puppy just almost didn't make it on the bed. She's a little small. We need to get her a little, little um, <laughs> So it's a magnetism. It's a big energy. Like you're here to be a creative force. You're here to change us how to do things different. You're teach us how to do things differently. That all resonates with me so much. It's like, yep, I do that. I do that. I do that. (laughs) And I loved what you were talking about your daughter and how she like starts lots of projects and then doesn't finish it. Cause I was like, Ooh, yep. That one's me. (laughs) Why is that bad? I think it's only bad because we've been conditioned to think it's bad. (laughs) Exactly. Like who told us it was bad? Like if you're not causing harm, you're not like, you know what I mean? Like, so what? That's part of your creative flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. One of the other things that um, you, when we were working on our charts, I loved was like, you don't just get to see some of the good parts of you and all the parts that you love, but also some of the parts that maybe we don't love so much. Um, one of the things that we like worked on was like some of our fears, I think was one of them. And that was really interesting to me because it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like that's a really deep seated fear in me that I never would have known before um, or not really known, but like recognized in myself until it was brought up. And what happens is, so like I said a little while ago, we can show up in the shadow or the superpower of any area of our chart. And we have these underlying currents. And I was working with um, a client this morning and one of her fears is fear of courage that's in her chart. She is a powerful being that is really ready to step into this leadership role. And she, like, she's ready. She needs to, like, it's, it's her path. It's her journey. And that feels like a very courageous act to her. And she would rather just push that away. Right. Like we, in society, it's like, no, you shouldn't feel that. No, that's, that's false. But when it's undercurrent in your chart, it is always going to be there. So knowing that it's there and it's a piece of who you are allows you to own it. And it's like, okay, I have this fear. 
I know I'm going to feel it as I step into this job or thing I'm doing, but I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to understand that the alignment and the superpower is me stepping into leadership. So when we understand both spectrums, then we can not just try to stuff it away and then it comes back and then stuff it away and then it comes back or, or just deny that it's there or think that we can make it go away or change it because we can't, it's just a piece of us and it's always going to be there. Yeah. I love that you talk about, you know, the shadow and power that we hold in all those different areas. And that's something that has been like constantly coming to me this week in like, you know, Instagram posts and TikToks and things is that I need to work more on recognizing the shadows so that I can work, you know, recognize that and work with it instead of against it. And, you know, in order to make myself into a better person or better in my job or whatever, but like up level in some way, I have to recognize those shadows. So it's so funny that we talk about well, that. Body because moves, I've right? Like I hate the it. <laughs> I well I hate the term shadow work like it's really trendy in our industry and people will probably get mad at me for saying that but (laughs) like I don't like the term because it's all the work Hmm. we are here to do work as human beings and to constantly evolve and grow and just like the yin yang right the light and the dark the balance like sometimes we're going to be more in the dark and then we're going to go into the light but when we understand it all we can show up in our true power. So the shadow work is not something bad or scary or something to be like, have judgment around because it's actually the work you need to be doing every day. Mm. We need to be doing the shadow and light work every day because that's who we are. And when you honor both of them and do both of them, then you come into that full embodiment and you get to show up in a more aligned state all of the time. And you don't get your feet kicked out from you from you as much because you're, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I know that one. That one affects me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be sad today because I need to be, but I'll be okay. Yeah. I love that though. I think it helps us be so much more confident walking into things when we already know that, you know, about ourselves is, it's just so wonderful that we can have that you know, deeper understanding of ourselves, which I think is why I love, you know, human design and all the things that it does. So if somebody wants to get into human design, where do they start? What do they need? All of that stuff. All sorts of different websites that you can get free charts at. I actually just added um, that capability on my website, crystallintribe.com. So you can go on there and get your free chart. And then I will be having free resources of content coming soon, hopefully very soon in the near future that talks about the different types and some of these basic things, but you can Google. Um, If you Google like human design manifester, it'll come up with with a bunch of stuff. Some of my favorite um, people are Karen Curry Parker. She's a great, she has a couple great books that are amazing if you want to dive deeper into it. And then Ra, the original like book on human design. Um, there's so many great resources out there if people are just wanting to like kind of Google it and dive into it, or they can reach out to me and I can share my resources. And then obviously I do one-on-ones or m- more intense journeys with people if they want to really dive into their dynamic and empower themselves through it. 
which we just had Erica he's on on and she talked about hers with you and how she figured out uh you know exercise and how the exercise she was doing wasn't aligned with her so we kind of already heard that from her so I love that um so and just to clarify what you need to actually run the um human design like if you go onto your website or whatever is birthday birth time birthplace Perfect. And most of the times your birth time is on your birth certificate. Um, And if for some reason it's not, there's some different ways. Like if you're like, I absolutely cannot find my birth time. If I pull the chart a couple different times throughout the day, I can usually ask questions based on if the chart changes and we can figure out where you fall. Um, Because usually it's a pretty hard yes or no on certain things. (laughs) fair enough (laughs) sounds good well thank you so much for coming on and talking to us um any final tips tricks tools anything like that for the woman who's just kind of getting on their self-discovery journey and really wants to figure out themselves how to use all of these different healing modalities and just really become more confident in themselves trust Trust that you're going to get pulled in the direction of the thing that really lights you up and just follow that. Because if you trust, like all of a sudden something comes out of the blue and you're like, oh, wow, I really would like to learn more about that. Or if maybe today you listen to me, it doesn't feel right to you at all. This is a great thing about all of the different modalities is that there's something there for everybody. And so listen to yourself and trust that the next thing is going to lead you to the next best thing and the next best thing. And you're going to find your path. That's the whole point of all of it is learning to trust yourself and like and be able to follow that intuition. <laughs> yeah. And it's the most basic of just realizing that you can do that even with like listening to podcasts or the next book or the net, you know, just doing it with a lighthearted approach of does this feel good? Yeah, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Awesome. So you've already kind of brought up your website, but do you want to plug yourself again where we can find you on Instagram, your website, um, programs that you have available, anything like that? Sure. Um, my Instagram is at Lux Healing Arts, L-U-X. And then my website is tribe, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-E tribe, T-R-I-B-E.com. And I have, um, you, there's links on the website to learn about my different packages and offerings. And there's an email or you can reach out to me, DM me. Um, <laughs> I almost said direct message me. I was like, oh, that kind of says my age, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you send me a DM, then I can give you my direct email or you can ask me any questions. I'm, I'm definitely there for people that reach out to me. So And she's awesome. We love her so much. So don't be afraid to reach out. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.